This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Webmasterradio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the Webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buds, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host. The following is an encore segment of Domain Masters. The New York Times has called it an explosion of the universe of web names. The San Francisco Chronicle said ICANN opens floodgates on internet address suffixes. ICANN has opened the internet address system to limitless possibilities of the human imagination, says Rob, Rod uh, Beckstrom, President and Chief Executive Officer for ICANN. No doubt the media is ablaze with fascination about the new TLD. The time is now that the rest of us ponder the significance of these new TLDs to us. Search engines evaluate new algorithms that might they might consider, uh, and they might consider the trust factor of the domain names differently in the near future. New generations of browsers are evaluating changes in the way that they connect to these new GTLDs and provide more influence on traffic that is now dominated by search. New TLDs have brand managers and entrepreneurs reconsidering the prominence and the messaging of their key brand domains. New businesses will be formed, including new registries for each new TLD. New registrar opportunities will emerge. There will be companies specializing upon trademark rights, adjunct data processing firms to provide specific services to registries and registrars, as the age of the TLD specialization and targeting is almost certainly upon us. Navigating the ICANN application process and getting your business organized and moving in the right direction in, um, in, the, in the goal of, is the goal of this any new TLD. On this episode, I introduce Dr. Liz Williams, a recognized expert in Internet policy and governance. She's worked across the spectrum of ICANN operations for global registries and for registrars. A summary of her experiences include she was lead policy development specialist for the introduction of the new top-level domains on a contractual condition for registry operators. Uh, She was was an applications process designer for the 2004 sponsored uh, top-level domain name round. Uh, She was the chair and the sponsor of other issues uh, evaluation team of the 2004 sponsoring top-level domain name round. She was an expert witness for the ICM Registry International Arbitration about the XXX Registry application. She was the deputy chair of uh, board of directors for the .au domain name registry 
and she's now the CEO of Sidari, a new registry management service company. She is an Australian international affairs specialist currently based in Europe with experience in Asia-Pacific, North America, and developing Pacific countries. She has a doctorate in information technology and law on, on the globalization and regulation and its impact on the domain name systems and a master in communications on regulating the Internet and privacy pr- uh, protection. In the earlier phases of her career, she spent several years in Australia's federal parliament working on telecommunication issues, health policy research, and environmental issues. No doubt, we recognize her qualifications as an expert on GTLDs and ICANN and the domain industry infrastructure. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Liz Williams. How are you doing, Dr. Williams? Very well. Thank you, Victor. Great to talk to you. Well, it's great to talk to you as well. Well, there's there's many exciting changes that's uh, happening in the world around us, particularly in the area of domains. And from your vantage point of having heard the arguments for all these years within ICANN, both for and against the new TLDs, as well as being on the ground floor of the uh, evolution of the application process, what will be the biggest uh, benefit of these new TLDs to the, the public at large? I think it's a really good question, and I think that the, the debate has really focused on, on GTLD owners rather than on end users. And one of the things that I really find so exciting and creative and innovative about this process is that the benefit to end users is about using systems in their own language, um, defining their own content, becoming their own publishers, um, determining how they wish to use the Internet. And, and frankly, we really, really don't know what the next usage of the internet is going to be. Um, I predict that we will see from developing countries, particularly those that speak Chinese and Arabic uh, and other languages which which we call internationalized domain names, which are not driven by Latin script, as the biggest drivers of change for us. Um, And and frankly, we'll stop using English so much, will be not such a bad thing. Um, So I think the biggest benefit is control. The biggest benefit is on self-publishing, and, and finally on choice, you know, choice about the way in which you can use technology. Mm-hmm. Well, the ICAM fee is a, a hefty $185,000 for application. We hear a lot of discussion about that. But this is actually just the, the wedge of the edge, if you will, of, of the investment cost for launching a new registry service. What are some of the key responsibilities of, of these new registries as they bring these new TLDs to market? Mm, yeah, it's a really good question. Anyone who has sticker shock about $185,000 ought not be thinking about applying for a, for a new top-level domain because that is the tiniest portion, not only of the cost for actually applying, but it's also the tiniest portion of the cost for actually running a registry. And I think the key responsibilities are driven by ICANN's contract. Much of that contract is not negotiable. It's been developed over a very, very long period of time with a lot of stakeholder engagement, with a lot of input from governments from around the world. Um, And the responsibilities are are driven by the contract, which really thinks seriously about stability and security of the Internet. And, of course, that's, you know, the basis of ICANN's key mission and core values. But not only that, I mean, any registry operator or any string owner that wants to run a registry really has to be thinking seriously about the way in which their business integrates with the broader internet uh, and the way in which that is done responsibly and elegantly and and carefully and also, of course, technically sensibly. Um, And there is no doubt that that there are technical service providers and there's an array of them um, that can provide the technical pieces of the puzzle. The bigger issue, of course, is running a business that is, um, from a business operations perspective, 
compliant um, in the jurisdiction that it's set up, um, that it respects the rights, the intellectual property rights and the, own, the ownership rights of others who own copyright, for example, mm. um, in, the, in the broader world. Um, and frankly, the other issue, of course, is you know, preventing as much as possible consumer confusion. And you talked before about the biggest benefit, you asked before about the biggest benefit to Internet users. One of the biggest downsides of UTLDs, of course, is customer confusion. Mm-hmm. And, and we see malware and phishing and botnets and all kinds of other horrible things that take place, and that will not go away. Um, and registries really do have a responsibility to be running their operations in the most, uh, not rigid, but the most thoughtful and best practice way to stop consumer confusion where possible. For for um, uh, applicants that are considering uh, bringing a new TLD to market, what do you think is going to be the area that the majority of these businesses um, are, are going to have the most challenge in, in, in dealing with with taking a name to market? There's two big challenges. One is, unfortunately, most applicants that I see, I've only focused on the application process. And whilst that is indeed important, and of course you don't have a TLD without going through the process, Um, sensible applicants are thinking very, very seriously about their business operations. How are they going to do what they intend to do? Um, And and Sadari provides that kind of service because we've seen an opportunity for, we're very well served in the market for very good and very robust technical solutions, whether they're registry solutions or registrar solutions. The biggest gap and, and the biggest missing piece of the puzzle is experienced business operators actually running a registry business because it's a particular kind of business. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is a big challenge for applicants. I mean, that's the things that, you know, we do inside out, back to front every day of the week. Um, but I'm seeing a vast array of applicants that are very experienced business people or they're very clever entrepreneurs or they're very capable existing global organisations, but they're not of the domain name industry. They're not used to the way the system works. They're not used to the way in which, frankly, the technical systems work. Mm-hmm. And then that leaves aside completely the challenge of bringing together a dot .victor to the market to get people to buy it. You know, what's exciting about a dot .victor? Well, the biggest challenge for Victor is to tell the world why the dot .victor space is the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very crowded market. Well, no doubt. Um, we, we also know that... When, when you bring a new business to, to market, um, there, there's a lot of activities that you just won't encounter, won't see, won't be doing once that business is, is established. So for these new um, TLD operators, uh, there's, there's a lot of activities right now around getting the name through the application process. Um, creating the, the, the registry backend services, creating the registrar relationships, creating all of your, your intellectual property relationships and, and whatever you're going to be doing there to protect the rights of, uh, of, of uh, trademark holders. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into the upfront piece of the business as opposed to the, the management. What do, you, what do you see, though, skill, si- uh, skill set-wise and resource set-wise for an organization that's trying to uh, you know, go at it along versus uh, one that's going to be running their business after the fact? What's the biggest differences in terms of um, the embodiment or the, the types of resources that you would need to launch this, these businesses through this process as opposed to actually running it? 
Yeah, a really great question. And I think that what we're seeing, of course, is having waited so long for ICANN to announce the opening of the application process, many people believed it didn't actually was going to, it was not actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. And many people have left the industry. And I think what we're seeing at a very, very broad level is a vast scarcity of talent, experienced talent across the board, across the board from financial management um, to, to sales functions, to marketing functions, to PR awareness, um, at, to operational awareness. At, because there's a very, very limited pool of people who are, actually have experience of running registry operations or who are experienced in the domain name industry. Um, the dot-com crash bubble, whatever you want to call it, um, has driven a lot of people out of the industry and now what we're seeing, the biggest challenge for string owners, for applicants, is finding the right resources. And the cost of putting together the correct team to run a registry operation from a business perspective on your own is, I think, fairly a, a dangerous road to go, which is why you know we've identified an opportunity to, to run in a cost-efficient way the business operations for multiple string owners on a very cost-efficient platform that shares the impact of this, the, the scarcity of talent. And, and when there's scarcity, the price goes up. And we're seeing time and time again the prices of key personnel, for example, for a chief marketing officer, for a CTO, for a, a CFO, for a financial controller, for a marketing person, going up daily. And the pool for talent is, is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The other great problem here, of course, is conflict management. And as anyone knows in in the ICANN world, we can't, in our business, for example, we can't support the strings. We can't support two of the same string. We can't support two dot vectors. And that conflict management means that it's very, very easy to get into a situation where one might know information about another bid, um, but it's just not right to be working on, on both of those dot vectors at the same time. Mm-hmm. Only one can win, and that, again, reduces the amount of people available to be working in an unconflicted way on either an application or an ongoing business operation. So we've we've spent and I appreciate you spending so much time talking about the industry at large and the in the process and looking at things from from the outside. Uh, and tell us a bit more about uh, Sidari. Uh, what are the services that you guys provide and and um, and can offer to the registries as they bring in new names to market? Mm, sure, um, and thank you for the opportunity to describe that. It's a very exciting time for us. Um, and the, the team that we put together is really uh, a team of experts that have comprehensive um, uh, exposure and experience in the, in the domain name registration business, not just in registry operations, but more broadly in the domain name industry. And one of the things that I identified about a year ago was this great gap in the, the way in which potential applicants were approaching how they would prosecute an application through the process. And, you know, writing application support staff, putting together financial templates, describing business plans, that's that's okay. That's easy to do if you read the rules and you understand it and, and you've, you've had a bit of experience at it. What is not clear, and this is what we do, is how to run a registry operation on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And I and I describe this as um, Sadari does not do technical service provision, which is black boxes with flashing green and red lights. We don't do name distribution 
which is either registering or selling names. That's what an ICANN accredited registrar does. But we do everything else. Um, we do the strategic analysis. We do the stakeholder management if people are uh, dealing with an investor community or they're trying to convince a community of people to come together to support a community application. Um, we seriously manage the financial modelling. Um, quite often we see applicants who've got a fabulous idea and we never say to anyone that that's a bad idea because who knows what the next great idea is. Um, but many people have strengths in, for example, sales and marketing, but they have very um, patchy ability in thinking about the business plan as a holistic piece of a puzzle that not only uh, represents their ambitions and, you know, to pass the ICANN questions, but it also, you know, seriously um, has to address how many names under management an applicant might wish to aim for over a very long period of time. So what we bring to the table is an, a long-held experience. In my case, I've been doing this um, since the, the mid-1990s um, in, in this environment, in country code environment, and also in generic um, registry operations, and the, the ambitions that people have way outstrip the, 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 his, the historical um, results. Um, so one of my jobs is to say, yeah, yeah, well, it's a really great idea that you think you're going to have a million names under management in the first year of operations, but I think seriously about whether that is feasible, possible, doable, correct, and right. Not to say that they couldn't be right, mm -hmm. but that history might be mitigating against them being right. Um, and this is a very, very crowded market because in the previous introductions of new TLDs, there was only 10 in the round for 2004 and there was a very limited number of business info and others in, in 2000 in the proof of concept round. And we don't have experience of a mass, and, and I was saying to someone yesterday that I would not be surprised if there were about 700 applications that went in and probably 500 that make it through the process. Wow. And then come out as, you know, that's, and that's a big lot of big business ideas. It's a lot of investment money. Um, and it's a lot of very clever people trying to find a place in a market which may not be very forgiving. Very true. And, in fact, in, in terms of some of the numbers, um, as we, we stated, ICANN starts accepting these new applications in January. Verisign mm -hmm. predicted, predicted uh, 1,500 plus new GTLD applications in the first window between January 12th and uh, April 12th. But uh, understand ICANN's only going to select uh, 500 of them. Um, it, are those numbers about no, accurate? It's, it's not. I don't think it's actually quite like that. I mean, I admire Pat Kane enormously from Verisign, and, and if he said there's 1,500, then he knows more than I do, which is great. Uh, I'm willing for 1,500. What I can is said is that the pricing for the application process is based on a cohort of 500. Okay. They haven't specified how many they think they are building their systems for. I very, very much hope that they're building it for a system of 2,000 applications coming through, not 500, um, and because, frankly, I think the systems will crash on day one. My name is Victor Pitts, and you're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! 
How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 18th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 30th, 2014. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the Entrepreneur Effect. On demand anytime. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The following is an encore segment of Domain Masters. Uh, my guest tonight, Stephen Webb, is a lifetime entrepreneur who has built several businesses over the years in partnership with his wife. His first company was based on his childhood dream of designing and building furniture. Together, the Webbs built a successful business with several hundred accounts and thriving catalog sales before selling the company. The pair then developed a successful business in real estate, rentals, and sales in the active South Carolina market before recognizing the value of the digital real estate world, which are domain names, approximately two years ago. They have since built the largest portfolio of domain names, proceeding with the words I am and we are in the domain industry. Stephen resides in Charleston, South Carolina with Gail, his wife, and business partner. Stephen, welcome to Domain Masters. Thank you, Monty. Can uh, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good, so, good. So it sounds like you have a... you since we were waiting for omelets in San Francisco at the GEO conference. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I'm glad to have you on uh, uh, Domain Masters and um, and also very interested in your previous background of uh, be- being um, part of starting businesses and also uh, having a little bit of uh, internet, uh, I mean, having a little bit of uh, real estate uh, experience and then moving on to digital real estate. Just walk me through that a little bit about how you really started off and then finally got into the domain name world. Well, I think there's many, many comparisons between three-dimensional or traditional real estate and the digital real estate where we you know, live and work now. Um, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, which is just a hotbed of, of residential and commercial real estate, but I've got a lot of competition. And I moved into the, into the area only about three, three years ago, and I started thinking, all right, it's time for a website. I need to get one that uh, really commands the area. Uh, you know, makes me sound like a uh, a go-to person in in the vicinity for people moving to the area. But I'm thinking, with 4,000 other agents in this you know small coastal town, there is no way I'm going to get a good one. Right. And I thought, Monty, for about 15 seconds before I swear I think the idea was handed to me. And I came up with IamCharleston.com, and I checked it out, and lo and behold, it was available. And so was every barrier island around here with million-dollar-plus homes. And I started down to Key West and worked my way up the East Coast, and, you know, 13,000 domain names later, I've got quite a portfolio of .coms and .nets that start with I am and we are. Right. Now, um, there's a lot of people out there that says, hey, you know, all the good names are gone, and, uh, you know, how can you be successful getting, you know, names like that? But you've actually been successful doing this. You've actually had uh, a few sales uh, with your portfolio, and you have a good, strong belief in this uh, strategy of I am and we are. Talk a little bit about that and why you feel it's so important, and then some of the successes you've had regarding those domain names and that, uh, proceeding with those words. Well, the strategy is very black and white. Everybody in the business world or the domaining world that has a single word, uh, generic.com, like business.com or beer.com or any of the major, you know, major high, high sale generic.coms is essentially trying to say if they have developed this business or if they have a park page attached to it, they're trying to tell the world, we are business. We are beer. We are shoes. We are handbags. We are music. We are computers. That's what the one word is trying to advertise to the world, to anybody that reads that domain or hears that domain. We simply took that and put it in plain black and white English. These are sentences that as long as you've been speaking or reading or listening, you say, see, or hear, we are this. I am that. I am this. We are that. It is one of the most inherent sentences to anybody in the English-speaking language and can be translated to any language for all the IDNs that are, that are becoming so um, prevalent out there. So in, as far as marketing is concerned, we have not reinvented the wheel. We have just very boldly and in black and white stated the obvious. And I think this obvious step in domain naming was stepped right over when people walked out the back door to go pick their domain names. I think it's the very first step right there. So, so instead of spending you know thousands or even hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in domain names, this strategy has helped you get um, 
what we call vertical dominance, um, which actually uh, has a huge advantage with domain name um, when you're trying to corner a niche market or corner an idea or um, or a or a you know a different approach, a different type of a strategy. You're able to accomplish that and get thirteen, fourteen thousand names. Now, what are some of the successes that you've had with these names so far? Well, the city of Seattle uh, was one of our first first real successes. They have uh, imseattle.com, which points towards the Space Needle site, which gets many, many, many thousands of visitors a year. Uh, they even uh, started an entire campaign called I Am Seattle. Uh, the patches are on all of the uniforms at, this, at the Seattle Space Needle, and the mayor of the city has uh, started I Am Seattle Day in April every year. Uh, the Seattle Union, I mean, the San Diego Union Tribune, which is one of the nation's largest newspapers, has purchased We Are San Diego uh, in, the, uh, in the wake of all the fires that devastated the area there. They purchased this to kind of help recollect and reconnect uh, the area after its, you know, its just devastating disaster this year. And this leads towards their entertainment guide, which is a very large, encompassing uh, entertainment site for the entire, entire Seattle area. We just inked a deal today with the Santa Monica Convention and Visitors Bureau, which uh, is leasing from us. Uh, we are, I am Santa Monica, and we've got a couple others in California that are looking at us that I, I can't really divulge right now because it's still in the looking at the contract stage, but we're, we are getting a lot of, a lot of calls, a lot of emails almost every single day. We've got serious people, serious inquiries to try to obtain our names, and that's a very nice vote of affirmation for the concept. So um, you mentioned leasing, and um, uh, this is actually uh, an area that um, that uh, is becoming more talked about in the domain world, especially since now um, the domain mor- mar- mortgage is part of uh, um, you know an operation uh, that's now being performed uh, by us and by uh, you know Domain Capital, our partner. And uh, mm-hmm. so leasing is now becoming um, you know something that's becoming interesting and uh, something doable. And it sounds like you've got a couple leasing contracts. Talk about some of the advantages and what you found about leasing your domain names versus uh, selling them, and uh, where you see uh, folks uh, getting an advantage there. Well, since since the dawn of real estate, um, you had the opportunity to purchase or lease, and leasing is in in in, in the past to start a business you went out and leased a storefront or an office to set up your business and get, you know, sell your goods or your concepts to the world. In the present and the future, websites are that storefront and office. And as you, as, as anybody in, who's been in the domain business as long as you have seen, if you didn't get in 10 years ago, you simply cannot afford the really, really, really good addresses or, web, or domain names in the business world now. Domainers have them, major Fortune 500 companies have them, and they're not parting with them for less than absolute fortunes. That's fantastic. But what about number two? What about the hundreds of people shooting to be number two in in every field, in every city, in every market? They'll never be able to get that one perfect word.com. It's just not within their realm. So along comes I am domain names. We've got a name that allows someone to stand high on a pedestal and declare in their field or their city, I am this, 
I am Rochester. I am, you know, Seattle. Uh, I am Charleston. I mean, like Stephen Colbert, for instance. He's, he's helping us tremendously. His number one best-selling book, I Am America. And he's doing right, a show right. in Charleston next week. I am Charleston, and we're working. And he announced he's running for president, which is which is absolutely, uh, absolutely, <laughs> fighter strike or not, he's running for president. So you know, um, the leasing concept allows people to get in for less than those millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and and have a new marketing campaign. I am or we are this. Have a new you know sign over their store. Have a new letterhead. Have a new masthead. That, that makes people feel that they are a destination in their field for a whole lot less than having to go and buy it. So leasing makes good business sense to every number two out there. And we love it when a number two happens to be a major newspaper or a major northwestern city or western city. But by and large, we develop this portfolio for the end user, not just the domainer or the major Fortune 500 company. Now, are you um, are you putting a lease option in in your leases so that someone has the option to buy, or is it a straight lease uh, where the properties return back to you? I mean, obviously, um, there's a risk to that to the leaseor um, uh, because they can build a famous and successful brand on a lease domain name and never really outright own it. And then what if you decide that uh, you want the name back? We are incorporating uh, lease options into our contracts as of very recently because uh, the increased interest in the names, people are a little more interested in obtaining the names whether their you know their purse can handle it or not so they get in on the leasing model but they would like the ability to grow into an ownership position so i'd say at this point we're we're leasing about two-thirds of our names and selling about a third great great so uh... so you're monetizing domain names i mean are you at least uh... covering your um, renewal fees for the following year of uh... of that large portfolio so that it's it's proving to pay out or you still have some time to go on that Still got some time to go on that. It's a great way to put it. It's uh, it's something I've I have never I've never felt so strongly about a business in my entire life. My wife and I have always worked together. We've never denoted so much money, so much effort, so much time, so much blood, sweat, and tears on a business that you can't even really hold in your hand. It is a digital conceptual thing. This domain name business. You can't stand on that piece of real estate. You can't live in it or sleep in it or close the door on it. Um, so it's, it is definitely a passion and I will, we will stick through this till the profits are beyond countability. But right now we're still aiming for that point. Okay, good. Now you started off uh, in the geo niche because uh, obviously your real estate background, what percentage of your portfolio uh, is geo related, would you say? Uh, 20 plus percent is, uh, geo-related. And then what other areas or niches did you expand into? Basically, we started investigating what were the hottest keywords on the Internet between, you know, the good old-fashioned Google search to, you know, what what keywords, what products has eBay spent millions and millions of dollars making their major category heads? What has Yahoo Travel chosen as major destinations? And all, you know, you take some of the world's largest websites, see where they have focused, what they consider to be marketplace pivotal areas. We'll turn that into a keyword. Put I am and we are in front of it, and dot com behind it. There you go. There's a portfolio. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Got it. Got it. Got it. 
Um, now, how did you do all the research to get all those keywords? Um, did you uh, did you do just look up in Google? Did you go to the keyword engines like um, um, you know the keyword tools that are online? To give us an idea of what you went to go look at all these uh, these, these different um, uh, keywords to help you get started. Well, I use Alexa ranks a lot, uh, Google a lot, uh, but a, a lot of just intuition as a consumer, and you know I, I, I largely tried to build this portfolio for the consumer versus the domain investor. So I think that allowed me a buyer or leaseor's point of view through many of many of our choices on what keywords that we chose. So, you know, built it for the end user and that's kind of how we looked at the keywords. Would you want to lease this if you had a shoe business? Would you want to buy this if you had uh, a radio station? You know, what would you what would you want if you were a realtor in this town? How would this sit well with you? So we tried to look at it from the other side of the computer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Stephen, I really appreciate your time tonight on Domain Masters. Uh, what you've accomplished has been uh, uh, very great, and this uh, the uniqueness of your domain names and taking the we are and I am concept and then taking it to a new level when people would think that, you know, that wouldn't be successful and you've proven that wrong. So uh, uh, congratulations on your accomplishments and uh, keep it up, and we look forward to working with you more and more in the future. Monty, thank you very much. You have a great okay. night. Hey, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks again to uh, my guest, uh, Stephen Webb. Um, again, uh, 13,000 domain names. have uh, been very successful with his domain name strategy, something different and unique. And, uh, uh, you know, you can't say that, um, that you can't take a word and add a prefix or suffix and still be successful with it. That's for sure. Uh, just a friendly reminder that the PubCon Webmaster World auction, silent auction, goes on still uh, through tomorrow afternoon. And so if anybody's interested in bidding uh, in that auction, there's some great names available for sale there. Contact sales at moniker.com. And uh, we have a number of key auction events coming up as well. Um, uh, our next auction is Internext uh, in January. Then we have iDate, which is the, the dating and social network auction. Then we have Traffic uh, West, which is going to be a, a phenomenal event as well with premium keyword names. And then we have the Affiliate Summit. Uh, so back-to-back uh, -back, uh, exciting auctions uh, now through the end of February. So if you're interested in submitting your domain names for consideration, please, uh, again, send them to sales at moniker.com, and we'll take good care of you. With that said, uh, we'll let you go until next week where there will be another live show and talk some more about the domain industry. Uh, take care and be the master of your domain. Great. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.